0: Hello, welcome back to Crew Chats with Jen. Um, I'm your host, Genevieve, and today we're going to be talking about a topic that I get a lot of questions about. Um, We're going to be talking about how um, we continue practice during a pandemic. So um, yeah, if you are new to the podcast, I'm Genevieve. Um, I'm a third year rower at UC San Diego, um, and I'm just... Through this podcast I just talk about my experiences um, and what it's like to be a collegiate, collegiate rower. So yeah, um, just a couple updates about myself. So I know it's been a while since I posted the last episode of the podcast. Um, so last week was finals week so I'm all done with school for the quarter and then I have two weeks off for break. Um, and I feel very relieved to be, <laughs> to be done for the quarter because, yeah, at the end, like, I just had a lot of projects and it got really hectic and I had been, like, wanting to record this episode for so long, um, and I just kept putting it off, but now I finally feel like I have the time to do it. So, anyways, I hope to all my listeners or watchers out there, um, I hope you're having a nice holiday season, um, that you and, like, your family are staying, sta- stay, s- saying, safe <laughs> staying safe (laughs) um and yeah um but i'm i'm happy to be back recording another episode of the podcast and also another update we are up on spotify and apple podcasts along with youtube so uh there may be some audio only listeners out there so hello to all my audio only listeners Okay, so today I'm going to be talking about, as I said before, um, just kind of the process to getting back to school and getting back to practice after summer break. It was kind of a long process, so I'm going to be talking about kind of, you know, some examinations that we had to go through before we could go to pra- go to practice, um, what practice is like, um, what we do how we get tested, um, just kind of like all that stuff. So I guess I'll get started with um, what the process was like coming back to school. So we basically um, let our trainers and coach know uh, when we were planning to go back to San Diego um, and like move back in. So like people who lived on campus, they had their move in date. And then, you know, anyone who lives off campus, they plan their own move in date. But um, based on the day that we were coming back, our athletic trainer was going to schedule our um, our COVID test and then, oh, and also an antibody test in conjunction with a physical exam. So we were getting tested two days prior to the physical, um, which was, you know, supposed to give it enough time to like, you know, come back with the result um, before we went to the physical, just so, you know, like all the trainers are safe and like, you know, you know, (laughs) Um, and then I guess, like, if, oh, if we tested positive for antibodies, meaning that we had had COVID before, basically what the trainers would do is they would do an extra check for heart and lung function, because um, I'm sure you know, like, some people have experienced, like, you know, continued shortness of breath or, like, impaired heart function because of COVID, Um, so they just want to check that out and make sure that, um, like, if you had COVID, that that's not going to be like a lingering issue, um, and if it is, they can keep track of it. So yeah, we got our COVID test, and then we went into our physical exam. So it's like standard stuff, like um, height and weight, and they just like check your um, check your breathing. Um, they ask you about your injury history, um, you know, stuff like that. And then after we had the after we had the physical we got scheduled for a performance assessment um, which is basically they just wanted to see um, kind of where we were in terms of like our strength our balance because a lot of people like didn't really have like access to workout stuff uh, I guess over quarantine so and it kind of like depended on like what you were like able to do so we had it at like our training center we just like performed different exercises under the supervision of our trainers and they counted like how many reps we could do and like kind of looked at our form to see like if we were kind of breaking down if we still looked good Um, you know I really couldn't tell you how they use that information <laughs> they told us honestly they told us that like during our performance assessment they were going to like give us a rating and then based on our rating they were going to like put us in different APU classes but I don't think they actually ended up using any of that information and then um yeah by the end of the first week of class we were cleared to go to practice um and they gave us some um they gave us Under Armour performance masks so uh, yeah, um, another thing is we kind of, didn't know what was going on, like, all the trainers were super overwhelmed, and, like, they, they had to schedule so many things, like, the trainers had to schedule the COVID test for every single athlete in the department, and then they had to schedule the performance assessment for every single person, so, like, we kind of, people would, like, text them, and we wouldn't hear from them asking, like, oh, what's going on, like, am I getting scheduled for this, because they were just, they had so much to do, I felt kind of bad, and then plans just kept on changing, Um, like my team had planned to like start erging as soon as we got back. Then turns out we actually like weren't allowed to do that. And, um, yeah, a lot of things changed. We kind of just had to be in the mindset of like, you know, everything, everything is was kind of up in the air. And like, we didn't know when we were going to be scheduled when we were going to be able to practice. Um, but we just kind of knew eventually, um, everything, (laughs) everything will get done and we'll be able to practice. So, okay. So, now I'm going to talk about APU class. So, if you watched my last video, I don't think I talked about it in the last podcast, but if you watched my last video, um, so we do this thing called APU class. APU stands for Athletic Performance Unit. So, they're just the people who, like, they're like our weights and conditioning coaches um, and they you know, functions separately from the individual sports. So, like, you know, I have my rowing coaches and then I have my APU coach. Um, and he does, like, all our strength and, like, lifting stuff usually um, during, like, non-COVID times. But, um, so, APU class is kind of what we had for replacement of practice during the, like, beginning, um, right when we had gotten cleared. So, let me explain kind of what the class is it was it's basically a strength and conditioning class for 45 minutes so for the first three weeks after um, we came back from school we did these classes only no ergs um, and they were put they were like we had them at different time slots throughout the morning so they had slots from like starting at 6 a.m all the way to like 11 a.m and across my team um, each of us were scheduled in different slots so you know i was only with some of my teammates at any given practice but then there were also other people from different teams um, at all of the classes too so i kind of got to see like different people than i would usually see which was cool so The process of going to APU class was um, basically, so each of us had to fill out a symptom and exposure um, screener, which I'm sure like you guys have probably seen before. It just asks you questions like, um, do you have any of these symptoms? Um, Have you been exposed to anyone who tested positive in the past 14 days, Uh, that kind of stuff. And then if you answer like, if you answer no to all of them, then you get a it comes up with like a little picture of a green thumb at the end like a green thumbs up so you like go to the entrance of the practice which is at the track and there's like there's like a bouncer and he has a list of names and you tell, you tell the person your name and then you show them your green thumb on your symptom screener and then when they see that they'll like cross your name off the list and you get a wristband and then you can go to practice so it's, it's very exclusive <laughs> they just want to make sure that like no one who's not supposed to be there is there and then we went down to the field in practice and it was like the field is divided into squares and they're all like sectioned off by cones and all the squares are like big enough so that everyone is like social distanced and you like stand in the middle of your square and you do your exercises. Um, And then we just do our body weight and strength class for the 45 minutes. So um, if you're wondering, masks do stay on the entire time and if you need to get a sip of water, you can, like, take it off and, like, get your sip of water, but then you have to put it on, like, right away after. Um, and they're, they always tell you, like, take it off, like, by your ear. You have to, like, unhook it and then take your, like, sip of water and then hook it back on. They want to make sure you're not, like, touching it and stuff so that you don't get the germs on your hands, which I, I think is good. Um... And then when the class is over, we exit in like a single file line um, and we have to stay distanced and then we get to go to our nutrition table uh, and we get to pick up a couple snacks. So, um, you know, if you've seen some of my past vlogs, usually what we would do in regular times is we had a room full of snacks that we could go in and get our stuff, but now they just bring it outside and then you can take, you get hand sanitizer and then you take... um, what you're what you're gonna get for the day so yeah so like i said before we only did apu class for the first three weeks and then which was most of october and then once we got into the fourth week of practice we added ergs four times a week so yeah apu was five five times a week and then on top of that we added uh, ergs four times a week so um kind of the rationale of why we were doing APU um, only for the first four weeks was because they wanted to kind of give us some time to get back into shape and then also be able to build our strength again because as I said before like people you know they didn't know what access people had to like weights or like what people were doing to exercise during the summer so they kind of wanted to like make sure that everybody was on the same page everybody had built up you know a certain level of strength um and then the other reason I think is because they were trying to figure out logistics of um you know getting approval where to put the ergs where to store them how to space them splitting people into groups so there was kind of like a lot that they had to figure out logistically which I think is why it took a a little while to get the ergs, like, together. I'm sure, I'm sure our coach would have loved to, uh, start erging straight away, but, yeah, it kind of didn't work out that way, which, you know what, I'm, I'm not gonna complain about that, and I think, I think anyone who rose, uh, can understand that. (laughs) Um, so, yeah, once we started erging again, we definitely started off easy, um, because, you know, some people don't have ergs at their house, and, you know, um, we were starting off with things like two by 20 minutes with, um, with drills. Yeah, two by 20 minutes, steady state with drills. And then eventually over time, we started to build more volume, but they wanted to start it off slow because you don't want somebody getting injured like the first week they come back. Um, so nothing too intense. Um... The process of going to practice was kind of similar to like APU class. Um, We were split off into usually two groups um, so that not everybody was erging at the same time. You would check in with the coach, show your green thumb thing. Um, The ergs were spaced out, I think, like between 15 and 20 feet apart, I think. And then in terms of masks, um, it was mask on. For low intensity things like steady state, and then we were allowed to take the masks off for high intensity workouts. So if we were doing any kind of you know interval work with a high rate um, or testing, like we did a six k test, I think that was like allowed to be masked off. Um, but then we have to put them on again if um, if we're like in a little rest period in between intervals. So yeah. And then the last thing is that the coaches sanitize everything before and after practice. So like all the ergs, um, they have to wear gloves. Um, We have like a big giant thing of hand sanitizer um, just to make sure everything is clean in between. So yeah. Um, If you're wondering what it's like to exercise in a mask... I would definitely say it's hard, (laughs) Um, but you do get used to it. I think I'm, I like the mask that they gave us. Um, They're from Under Armour. They're, like, they're, like, expensive. Um, I remember when I got it, it said that, like, it still has the price tag on it, and it said it costs $30 for, like, a mask. That's so much, but it, it, like, it has, like, a structure away from your face, like, it's structured enough that, you know, um, once it gets wet, it's not gonna, like, get stuck to your mouth and, like, choke you, because that's definitely a problem that I would have with, like, a regular mask, Um, and I'm sure, yeah, if you've ever tried that, you know. Um, I think, like, they can definitely smell kind of funky um, after a while, So, they eventually gave us a second mask, which I was glad that I could, like, switch it out every other day, because that can, like, get a little bit gross, but overall, I would give, I would give the mask a thumbs up. I think the biggest thing about wearing masks when you work out is honestly kind of getting over the mental barrier, because, like, the, you know, the work will be harder, like, you won't be able to perform to the same extent that you could without a mask, but um, just knowing that, like, you just eventually kind of get over it mentally. Um, And, like, you kind of start to ignore, like, how hot it feels underneath. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Like, I was surprised at how quickly I was able to adjust to it. Because at the beginning, I, like, I hated wearing the mask. Like, it was hot, it was wet, like, because it was sweaty. But eventually, like, I got over it. I do notice, though, I feel like it, like, made me more fit because now that I'm at home and I'm on vacation when I do my workouts you know like I don't need to wear a mask because I'm at home and I've definitely noticed that like I guess I just have like better stamina now that I've like trained with the mask a lot and I'm kind of worried actually once I go back to school I feel like I'm like I'm gonna have to wear the mask again and then it's gonna be like so hard all over again so yeah we'll see we'll see um okay another thing that I should bring up is so athletes had the option to like opt out um as they called it so if you didn't feel comfortable coming back to school and like practicing with everyone um you could choose not to come back for fall quarter um and they you know they promised that it wouldn't affect your scholarship or eligibility or anything like there would be no consequences if you didn't come back for this quarter I haven't I haven't heard word of like if they are continuing that policy for winter quarter Um, I would assume so since like COVID cases are worse than they were before So it would make sense to like allow students to stay home, um to stay safe. So Yeah, and then also they had like a policy about like, you know holiday breaks. So we had thanksgiving um, you know, usually yeah, like schools have a break for Thanksgiving. So a lot of people go home. And so since they knew that people would be going home, um, they didn't really want people to like return because otherwise there was like a risk that all those people would, you know, go and then catch something and bring it back. So basically the department said that we couldn't have mandatory practice after Thanksgiving holiday, um, which would, you know, prevent students like From coming to practice and spreading germs Um, and they just kind of urged everyone like if you go home please stay home like and then come back during winter quarter like we don't we don't want to risk it so okay the next thing i kind of want to talk about is kind of what ucsd as a school is doing um, in terms of covid stuff and like testing and whatnot so for testing I guess like the policy all throughout fall quarter was that regular students would have to get a covid test every other week and then athletes would get a test every week and then now they're implementing a new policy for winter just because like covid is worse now um so now regular students will get covid tested weekly and then athletes will get tested bi-weekly so i'll start that as soon as i go back to school in the winter um So the way that it works is we, we do nasal swabs. We don't have the saliva test and then they're like super, super easy to schedule. Um, there's just, we just do it through like our student health and you get a, like you get to see all the time slots and there's tons of them and there's a bunch of different locations too like you could do them at you know all these different spots across campus and then they also have like drive up um, COVID tests too because UCSD has um, multiple medical centers and hospitals around San Diego so you could drive up to any of those and also get a COVID test and then you'll get your results back in tw- in less than 24 hours. Like, it's so fast sometimes. Like, usually I would take my COVID tests on Mondays at, like, 1 o'clock. And then I would get my results probably at 6 a.m. the next morning. So, super fast. Um, which I feel like is kind of, kind of, like, unheard of um, in general. Like, now that I'm at home and, like, I talk to, like, my family and friends about, like, you know... What it's like getting COVID tested for them—it's—it sounds much more difficult at a lot of places. So I feel, I feel really lucky to go to a school that has like a really strong medical center, um, and definitely like has the capacity to be able to test a lot and get information back quickly. Um, okay, the other thing that's really cool that UCSD is doing is we have like wastewater testing. So basically, all the people who like live on campus. It like applies more to them to like than people who live off campus, but basically UCSD like has people check the wastewater from like all the buildings around campus, and they can see if like people in their like in their poop <laughs> um, are shedding coronavirus particles. I know they say that like people um, will be shedding like COVID particles in their poop. Um, you know, before they show symptoms, so they'll know ahead of time, you know, um, which is cool, and then if they do, like, find COVID particles in the water of a certain area, then they'll, like, notify all the people who live there, or sometimes they send out an email to the whole school, uh, if it's, like, a common area, and say, like, hey, this area, like, we found, like, COVID in the water here, so if you were, like, in this area, you should go get tested, which is good. I think that's it's very innovative. I I haven't really heard of other places doing that. Another thing that we have is it's this thing called CA COVID notify. So it's basically a contact tracing, like it's not really an app, but I guess it's a program um, that you do through your phone. So you just like set it up on your phone. And then um, if your phone, like, senses that you've been near someone who tested positive then it will tell you and like it's all anonymous and then you can go get tested so they started the beta test at uc san diego like it was made by like our school and then it the test went well and then they kind of opened it up to like the rest of the uc schools to continue beta testing it and then Um, now they've launched it statewide, which is really cool, and I'm actually very proud of our school for uh, making that, because it's really cool, I think it's great, Um, and then I guess the last thing that we have at school, um, in terms of like COVID safety, that I will mention is, well, obviously you have to wear a mask, but also you're not allowed to hang out in groups of um, greater than three, So, we actually have these people called um, Triton Health Ambassadors, and they like wear these yellow shirts, and and they have these like fanny packs, and they like walk around campus to see if people are like wearing masks or hanging out in groups bigger than three, and they can write you up (laughs) if you're not doing that stuff. So, they're not like, they're not really like the campus police, they're just like other students, but... Um, the campus police can also write you up too, if you're kind of not following COVID rules. And like, um, I know in this, the student code of conduct, like they put some COVID stuff in there. Like if they found out that you were like partying with a bunch of people, like you would get in trouble, um, because that put a lot of people at school or like in the community in danger. So, but thankfully I think UCSD has been really, really good about COVID cases. Like we've, we barely had, um, had problems and I know like cases were on the rise towards the end of fall quarter just kind of following the trend of the country um, cases are rising but um, compared to like the rest of the community we were a lot lower which is great Um, yeah so real quick I guess I'll talk about plans for the future in terms of practice so uh, we will be returning in January um, and right when we get back we're kind of going to go back to what we were doing before we're going to continue erging and doing apu class um when we get back we have to have a negative negative COVID test first before we can practice again and then we will continue testing on days four eight and ten um to make sure that you know nobody brought anything back from where they were and then eventually we plan to be back in boats by the end of January or early February. That's <laughs> that's what our coach says. Um but the thing with COVID is that you never really know uh, what's going to happen. So like yeah, he says end of January, early February, but you know, I mean, I don't know if it's going to happen. I hope I really hope it does. He's he sounds hopeful. So I am hopeful and I know like other schools um, have, like, gone out in boats before that aren't just, like, singles, because, like, the reason my school hasn't gone out at all yet is because, um, we don't have any singles, we only have fours and eights, so, yeah, anyways, hoping for the best, um, I have no idea if it will actually happen, um, but, yeah, who knows, and then, also, I have no idea if we're gonna race this year, I honestly would just be happy if I get to go in a boat at all, um, I mean, like, I think the whole thing about this season is I am just happy to have a place um, or to be able to practice with my team at all. (laughs) Um, Like, I honestly, I enjoy like going to APU and like ergs with my with my teammates. Like, I love spending time with them. Obviously, it's not ideal. But to be able to even just, you know, be there with them every day. um, It's, it's good. And it's, you know, more than I could have expected. I'm I'm sure like some schools had to shut down entirely and can't even practice at all. So I'm actually very grateful um, that we are able to do what we can. So yeah, who knows if we'll race. And like, thankfully, I'm not a senior. This is not my last racing season. Um, uh, hopefully, I'll be able to race next year. Just I feel like I can kind of expect like You know i can brace myself for it but i do feel very sad for all the people who this is their last season because they got like two you know they would have two years taken away from them so i feel like i kind of ended on a sad note but really i am grateful to be able to practice and i'm i'm excited for anything that we get to do so yeah i kind of want to hear from you um I, well, first of all, yeah, I hope this was interesting to you. Um, if you have any other questions, please leave them in the comments or you can always DM me. Um, I'd be very happy to answer questions and start a conversation with you because I, I love interacting with the people who like see my stuff. It's so great. It's so much fun and I love making friends. So, but I would also like to know, um, what has, um, well, if you have been able to go back to sports or rowing, um, what has it been like for you? Um, what kind of, what kind of changes did you see? Did you see changes? Do you have to wear a mask? What about testing? I'd love to know. Um, have you been on the water at all? I, I I, like, literally am so jealous of you, if you've been able to go on the water, because um, that is, that's honestly one of the big reasons why I row, because I love the water, not because I love to erg, I don't think anyone loves to erg, um, and yeah, I don't know, I would just love to, like, hear about your experience, or also what you think about mine, so, anyways, yeah, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast, um, if you have suggestions for topics or, um, anything like that, comments, anything, just, um, yes, leave me a comment or DM me on Instagram, my, my handle is at hey.jen, um, and it's also, like, linked on my channel and probably, uh, in the description box, so, yeah, anyways, um, Thank you very much for listening, and I hope to see you next time. All right, bye.